0: This week's episode of The Dietitian Turned Designer is sponsored by the Tech Savvy Clinician Crew. I am so excited because I have taken all the amazing pieces of the Nourish Your SEO membership and transformed it into this brand new program where you're going to learn all the ways that you can set up systems that'll do the heavy lifting for your business. So if you're ready to stop feeling defeated by tech and start using it in a way that saves you time and money, then come join us in The Clinician Crew. You'll have everything that you need to make sure that automations are made easy, you can streamline your client journey, learn how to optimize your EMR, and demystify SEO and have help with any tech troubleshooting that you need. In this group of like-minded business owners, you'll find the support that you need and you'll learn how technology can help your business thrive. We have monthly events such as workshops, webinars, Q&As, hot seats, and more. You'll have that community where they'll have people that get it because they are in business just like you and the part that everyone loves is the monthly drop each month you're going to get a template or a specific checklist that tells you exactly what to do this could be a practice better template a zapier template newsletter templates canva and more not to mention the networking that comes with being part of a community like this being able to collaborate and network with others. So, no more having to go to awkward chamber events or explain that you aren't the food police because we already get it because we're dietitians just like you. It's only $17 a month. So, if you're interested in joining us, please go to cliniciancrew.com and join the crew. Sorry, now I'm laughing. <laughs> okay. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Dietitian Turned Designer. I'm excited this week because we have the PPP team on the podcast.
1: <laughs> so, Jennifer Shout out to Courtney Vickery for having us on. I'm so excited to see our three faces together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit and then Danielle? Sure. So, my name is Jennifer McGurk. I am a dietitian turned business coach. <laughs> for those of you that don't know me, I had a private practice for many years. Turned into a group private practice, have created lots of different scalable offers, and now am the CEO of Pursuing Private Practice. And Pursuing Private Practice is a company that helps dietitians and healthcare professionals run businesses. And Courtney, our amazing designer, helps us every single month with so many things with design, website, and branding. And Danielle Young, or Danielle. Should we say your new married name? I never know. I, I never know
2: either. I haven't officially changed it. I changed it on Facebook, so but nowhere else. Danielle
1: <laughs> is my executive assistant. So please introduce yourself, Danielle.
2: Yes, I'm so happy to be on this podcast. So I'm Jennifer's executive assistant for the past, I think it's like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And so I help support Jennifer and PPP in all the ways- Administrative operations, marketing, all the support, and that's what we're going to be chatting about today.
1: So I'm so happy to be here. Yes, and Danielle, you have a special connection to non-diet work, so I would I also do. love. Yes, yeah, so to I workout.
2: am not your typical personal trainer. I like to call myself a mindset and movement mentor. So I do have my own uh, business helping women find the positive in fitness without a side of diet culture. Awesome. And your branding has been looking great lately. Oh I my love. gosh. Thank you, Courtney. <laughs>
0: Clothes it's the outfit. It's so important. Oh my gosh. yes, <laughs> It matches everything. I, <laughs> so I love lessons <laughs>
1: from you and Danielle Courtney.
0: <laughs> and then I love the alliteration of the M. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm obsessed with alliterations. <laughs> it's obviously very apparent in my name of my business and everything else. So we're going to talk about support. So where should we start? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's so many places that we support each other. So maybe we can start with how Danielle supports you and your business, Jennifer, and what that looks like and why it's so important.
1: Yes. You cannot run a business without support. I have tried and been quote unquote successful, but burned out beyond in my early days of owning a business. And then once I had my children, you can' there's just not enough time in the day for you to be the CEO of a company and do everything really well. You can do everything, but something's going to give, whether it's your mental health or the quality of your work or your life, maybe, but your something to give. <laughs> so your sanity, that's perfect. Um, so support is key. So I have had so many team members over the course of my career in business. I have hired part-time, full-time contractors, employees. I have had a lot of different types of support, but I had a moment in 2021 where I realized, oh my gosh, like I have so many different people on my team that are working a few hours here and there. The missing picture, The sorry. The missing puzzle piece of why I still feel burnt out is I don't have someone for me full time. And at the time I was in a mastermind with business owners that were at my level and it was so eye opening to see that almost every single person in my mastermind had some t- type of full time assistant. And I basically said, "Oh my gosh, that's what I'm missing." So that was March 2021, and I decided to hire a full-time executive assistant in April and went through the job process, all the interviews, and making an offer for Danielle, who was the perfect person for the position. She accepted, and she started in May. So over the course of the year and a half, oh my gosh, Danielle, you have been in every single part of my business, which has been so awesome. And it has really allowed me to see what a full time employee can do, not only for my sanity, but just with moving the business forward in a way that is so needed. For my quality of life. Because I feel like at the beginning of growing my team, I was just really, really focused on everybody else. And while that's great. And I still am focused on everybody else, but I also need to be focused on me and how I am showing up as a CEO and creating those boundaries for myself. And I think it's a perfect match. So I'll stop there. See if you have any questions, and I'm happy to go through so much more. Oh,
0: that's great. Cause I was just thinking about it my last job. Basically, I had that. I had someone who actually was a massage therapist in our department, but then kind of transitioned into being basically my executive assistant because there was no way I could run three departments, which is basically like three different businesses by myself and needed help. And so we spent a lot of time just talking and brainstorming and supporting each other. So that's awesome that you found Danielle. I can't believe it's been that long. I feel like it hasn't been that long. You said 2021. and I was like, she's got the dates wrong. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, it's been a long time, but yeah. So Danielle, oh my gosh, didn't... no, it
1: was March 2022. <laughs> okay, that's what time I thought. I was like,
0: wow, it's been so long. Wait weird. a second,
1: Courtney, it was March. So, so that's why I need an executive assistant. <laughs> <laughs> it was March 2022, so a year and a half. March 2022. Okay. Years don't matter That's since funny. the pandemic, they don't exist. I'm so everything's weird. still
0: 2020 right Let
1: now. Let me just say <laughs> that that is a perfect example of how Danielle helps me so much <laughs> because I cannot keep everything straight in my head because I'm dealing with so many different things as the CEO of this business. It's so helpful to have support when you need to remember important facts like that. <laughs> so I'm curious though. What is, I know we talk about
0: Enneagram a lot, but between you two, can you say what yours is and our, our personality type, whichever you can use Myers-Briggs, whatever you want to do, but kind of how they work together.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. I am an Enneagram three and Danielle is torn between two. She's not exactly sure what I'm, she is. I'll yeah. let you explain Danielle. I'm either a two or a seven. I feel like I see myself in both of those Enneagrams. So I really need to take the quiz again and see. I always try to help her. I'm like, well, are you stressed? Because twos go to this and stress and sevens go to this and stress. I'm like, <laughs> or are you I healthy? I don't
2: know. <laughs> so but yeah, it is so interesting because Courtney, you're a one, right? Yeah. I
0: like, I like the Enneagram because everybody knows it mostly, but like I resonate more with the Myers-Briggs, like the INFJ. And that was the first time I read one where I was like, oh, that actually does sound like me. I mean, cause I am a one, but I think people assume that that means I'm always organized, but it's, I always say it's a cha- organized chaos is what yeah. happens here. <laughs> like I think Jennifer mentioned yesterday, all the tabs I had open the other day or somebody <laughs> did, <laughs> I was like, how do you think with all those tabs? I'm like, that is literally how my brain just
1: does things. It's just organized chaos. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I... Well, actually, ones when you are no when you're stressed, you go to seven. That's interesting. I don't know
0: so, so, so I don't know enough to know. I know a little bit, but what sevens are like the people that have like I think of them as being more. Are they the creative ones
1: or yes. I don't know? And I'm, lots of just ideas and oh, then I'm always tons of energy. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm not one out. that's dressed into a 7 7 <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I am not an Enneagram expert. So if anyone out there listening is an Enneagram expert, send it to Courtney.
0: <laughs> yes. Help me understand. So before we got on, we are talking about how support is like a circle and yeah. how you both are supporting each other. So it's not just Daniel supporting Jennifer, but Jennifer supporting Daniel. So do you guys want to touch on that a little bit and how that looks like? Yes,
1: absolutely. Well, and to wrap up some of the personality stuff, oh, I think yeah. this is a perfect segue into this. I have a personality that is big and bold and full of ideas, and I'm very much an influencer in the Clifton Strengths personality assessment. So I'm an E N T J on Myers Briggs. Danielle, I don't know if you know what you are. No. But but my J and P are basically 50 50. So I, you know, I'm not that organized either. But honestly, I feel like I have ideas and I see solutions all the time around me, but I don't have the, and I have execution skills. I will say that I can get things done, but I don't have the administrative admin type of skills that are needed to run a business. You cannot run a business without those skills. You either need to have them or you need to hire for them. And I feel like a lot of times my burnout in the past has come from being forced. Now, again, sometimes you can't not do the things that you need to do. So you just have to freaking do them. But a lot of times my burnout has been in doing things that I am not good at or that take me forever to do. So I just get frustrated and frustrated and frustrated. So having someone like Danielle on my team, who's very organized, great with the details, gets things done in Canva and Asana that would take me hours to complete is so helpful because my brain doesn't have to use energy in the things that I'm not good at. Mm-hmm. So the circle of support is basically knowing who to hire on your team that is really great in the things that you're not great at. So you can contribute to the business in the areas that you really love to and are needed the most. Danielle,
2: do you want to add anything? Yeah, and that kind of um, brings up, Jennifer's always talking about your zone of genius and how I think it's really important for a team to have multiple different types of zones of genius and zones of excellence and all of that. Um, to make the circle go round, you know, like have that balance. And because everybody contributes in a different way um, and with their strengths in mind. And I think that's what makes a pretty solid business.
0: I did the yeah. thing where I had a thought and it left me. See, I need an assistant <laughs> to write down every. Thing that I think because if I don't, and then it just goes poof.
1: No, um, go ahead. <laughs> well, we can talk about project management because we have an entire board for that, Courtney, yeah. in our project management system. Yeah, yeah. So talk about how you
0: set up, and then yeah. I talk about so how I need to improve
1: mine? Oh my gosh, <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. So basically, as you know, in May 2022, not 2021, <laughs> in May 2022, when Danielle came on board. I, I mean, I was pretty organized at that point. I had been through a really rocky year of growing the team. I went from, you know, a few people in the pursuing private practice business, very, very, very part time to actually having a full time employee, having, you know, many different part time employees and contractors working in the business. And it just exploded our Projects and the work and everything like that. So, Danielle came into the business where I was organized, but I was still very chaotic, right, Danielle? Like, I don't even know if you remember. It was just a was, lot. There was a lot. Yes. Yeah. It was a lot going on. So, basically, the first couple months was just let's just get you acclimated to this business. You can see how I work. You're not going to be able to make recommendations or you're not going to be able to make like judgment calls or anything like that until at least a few months go by because you have to see what this business is all about. And then as you go grow, grow more accustomed to like me and everyone that's working here and the projects that we're working on and our vision and our mission, you know, you're going to be the full-time executive assistant. So we started off, Danielle, with just Observing and projects and helping me stay organized, and then eventually transitioning the role into being in charge of certain projects, and then eventually transitioning the role even to more areas of the business, like marketing and operations. And Danielle, you're like in charge of a lot of things, but you don't feel responsible for
2: the, right. you know, and
1: th- talk about that energy yeah, too. Yeah. You
2: know? So, and that's always something like I appreciate from you, Jennifer, is like, I give you this, like I trust you with this, but know that you're not responsible for yeah. X, Y, Z. So definitely like it takes time to get to know the business and to get to know the CEO because you're like their right-hand man. So like you need to understand how they process things and how like when you're stressed, kind of what you need best in that moment and everything. So it takes time, but um, again, it comes back to like, knowing how to best support you, depending on what's going on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and we have had many learning lessons along the way. You know, our team has shifted. We have decreased team members. I really hope to increase team members in the future too. Like we've gone through team transitions. We've gone through multiple different systems that we've tried. We've tried different operations. And honestly, part of it is an experiment. But part of it is also, too, realizing that you can go so much faster and waste so much time, like waste so much less time with someone helping you every single day versus not having that support. So when you guys
0: first started, have you always used Asana?
1: Yes. So I have done, let me actually go through Courtney, because I feel like your listeners would love this. I have used <laughs> multiple, multiple project management systems. My very first project management system was a one page Google doc. Oh, Don't recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that.
0: You're stress. <laughs> Where
1: I wrote down everything that was not good. I have used Trello, which I actually really did like Trello, but I feel like Trello was missing key features that I just could not figure out. Probably someone could have come in and taught me, but you know, I didn't, I didn't take the time back then. I have used, um, what was the other one that I tried? I tried ClickUp for a couple of days. I know you like ClickUp. You've,
0: well, we can talk about that in a second. Oh, that-
1: really? Okay. I tried ClickUp for a couple of <laughs> days, but then decided not to go forward with ClickUp. And then we also tried Monday for our CRM specifically, but also wasn't a huge fan of that because we just found out that we could do everything for free in Gmail and Asana. So mm-hmm. we got rid of Monday. So I've always had Asana since maybe 2020, but I didn't really start using Asana as a project management system until that point where Danielle came on, like, 2022. We we had experimented with it in 2021, but we really got going in 2022.
0: Are you still using the free version?
1: Yes. I, I'm finding that the free version is able to do everything that we need it to do, at least for now. So I'm sure we could unlock even more with the paid version. But right now, I mean, yeah, it's, it's working. Awesome. And you still
0: get the unicorn when you click done, which is, like <laughs> I said yesterday, my favorite part. So, I know. We love
2: but, checking it off.
0: it <laughs> yeah, <get> off the <laughs> list. Check it off the
2: list. Awesome.
0: So is there anything specifically that you've learned in all your time with Asana that works best when you're working with people that are supporting
1: you? Oh my gosh. Do you want to take that, Danielle? Or do you want me to? I mean, I we can outline the different projects that we have in Asana.
2: Yeah. I think it it's really important. Uh, when I first started, I, I don't know how long it took for us to decide that we would have our own board. I think it was a couple months, but yeah, we been. decided to have our own project board named Jennifer and Danielle. Mm-hmm. And, we put so many different tasks that we want to get done that day, that week, we can move it around, we can tag each other and like it has been so helpful to just stay on top of the things that we need to kind of tag team with and so i highly recommend having a board for you know the ceo and the executive assistant and then, of course, we have different um, boards for our project launches and our um, marketing and our content. We have a whole content calendar on Asana now. So we have really, I feel like, have been using Asana in such a more robust way now, more so than when I first started. Yeah. So it has been... I love Asana. I've never, I'd never even heard of it before I started <laughs> with pursuing private practice, and now I'm like obsessed with it.
1: <laughs> yes. And... I think the reason why it's important to have different projects in Asana is that you can organize things based on the goals, outcomes, all the different parts of the project. So what we like to do is have the list version for meetings and any type of tasks that need to get done that are reoccurring. We like the list version too, at least for me to like plan out goals and things like that for the quarter so everyone can see our goals and KPIs and things like that. And then we use the, what's it called? The board version for projects. So we can mm-hmm. see the different columns of things that we really want to be aware of. And then we can move the task from one column to another, depending on where it's at. We also use the column version for CRM. So we have a CRM in Asana, which is so helpful. It's not HIPAA compliant. So I will say the only Drawback for clinicians using a CRM in Asana is that it's not HIPAA compliant. So I'm sure you can get away, quote unquote, get away with having some non client identifying information in there, like initials or something like that. But that would probably just confuse the heck out of me. So I wouldn't use it for um, clinical, but totally fine for business. And we also use Asana, the board version, for our podcast management. So it, as you know, Courtney, because you have a podcast, there are so many different parts of the podcast planning process and anything from, you know, planning out ideas for the show to inviting guests to whether or not they said yes or no, planning out the show notes, getting the podcast episode to the editor, receiving it back. All those things are part of the podcast project. So we have a board for that as well. So... I don't normally share the video,
0: but would it be okay if I share my screen and we kind of like look at the differences between how
1: you use Asana and how I used to use ClickUp and what I use now? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Of course. So just so can they see my video too? Just so you know, oh. I haven't had, I haven't had a day where I have had no kids in my house in oh. two and a half weeks. So this is what you're getting. <laughs> no <way. I> mean... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> actually. And y'all look beautiful. You oh. look beautiful, Courtney. I look like a mom,
0: a <laughs> child's care,
1: <laughs> but that's why okay. support is so important. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so again, I don't know. Like I always say I'm going to use video and then I, I don't, but it helps me to see it as we talk through it. Um, so in a sauna, like for me, as a contractor, like this is what I see, and this is the tab yeah. that's most important to me is my tasks, and and ClickUp that looks like you s- see they they changed it, but here it is everything. So it's everything, which is a, you know you can filter it assigned to me whatever, but then you have projects over here. So like if we looked at expand, one thing that's different between Asana and ClickUp, which is probably why people like it more than clickup or they like clickup more is the way that the um the status changes are set up so mm. like in asana it looks like you have to create like the the stages here at the top on the yeah. board or even if it was a list it's broken down into categories like this and when you're done you just click you just click it there's no like in progress or waiting for approval status it's just done it. um whereas in clickup i took everything out cuz i moved but um, like if you went to my admin list and added something, um, these are the statuses of the project and they are
1: right here. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. a good, that's a good feature that we don't have.
0: Yeah. So like, you know, if I'm working on something and the VA or the VA is doing something like they would put in progress, whereas... You can create that in here, and I'll show you what I did. Yeah, I'm using Upbase right now because I got really irritated with ClickUp 3.0 and all their bugs, and I just am impatient. So <laughs> this is more like a sauna. So you have to like create the statuses if you want it to be that way. Um, so, for example, this is the shared board for me and my VA. We don't have anything actually, no, that's mine. Here's our shared board. I call it mission control. Um, so like, I created like not started in progress in review, completed. And then I create boards based on each project and then each category. So like care plans, podcasts, the clinician cool. crew, email marketing, and they are all the same as far as statuses. So like in the clinician crew, it's broken down into like buckets. Like, so this is like all Katie's tasks. And, um, we comment on each task like we do in Asana, depending on where we are, or if we have questions, we attach stuff. So like for the podcast, um, it's broken down into the statuses. So like yeah. the episode list, is it ready for, we put it in Cast Magic to do the description of the podcast instead of writing it ourselves because it's saving time. Yes. And then I review everything and then she puts it in Podbean and then, you know, we do a blog post, etc. So just wanted to show like the differences between how the statuses and click up work versus um how statuses work in asana and other things like asana does that perspective of anything
1: <laughs> no i really like it i really like that at all i this reminds me of either deciding to buy lease you know a car mm-hmm. where a car will get you from point a to point b yep. but there are what 20 different brands of cars. And like this one has this feature and does it in a little bit of a different way. And this car has this feature and does it in a little bit of a different way. And this car is like this much money and this car is this much money. So it really just depends, I think, on you. There are so many different project management systems that you can use. They all get you from point A to point B. It's just which one are you going to pick? What is going to work for you?
2: That's
0: Exactly what I tell people, like, even with website stuff, when they're like, you know, is WordPress the best? I'm like, it depends on what you want. Yeah. And what you feel comfortable with. And that- do you want to take care of it or do you want to hire out for somebody to take care of it? So I always tell them, like, just go and do a trial or like, if they have a sandbox where you can play around in the system, just play around with it, trial and error, and see what feels the best. It's not better or worse, it's just what makes sense for your brain.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, we're, we're always saying, is is that how your brain works? Is that good with your brain? <laughs> it all, you know, it all depends. So that's funny.
0: Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, um, yeah, Asana, ClickUp, you said Monday, Trello. I mean, you can, and then there's Notion, which I personally don't like to use for task management because I get lost in there sometimes. Yeah. It's more of like my filing cabinet of all my information, and it's just, it's not the same as like Dropbox or Google Drive. It's like a notebook. That's the best way I can describe it. It's yeah. a notebook of information. It's where I put all of my, like, if I take a course, I outline everything and put all the documentation in there because I like the visual of it um, versus like just sticking it in a Google Drive folder. It would get lost because... Google Drive always feels like chaos.
1: <laughs> yeah, you would think that Google Drive would have a better organizational system for all the files that it can same store. Canva.
0: Canva and Google oh Drive gosh, they don't no. have the same yes. type of interface to me that just doesn't make sense with my brain. Nope.
1: It's just a mess. Yeah. Um, can we talk about communication and yeah. project management? Okay, one thing, actually, Danielle, I don't even know if I've ever talked to you about this because I haven't had this with you, but one thing that someone told me way back when was that it's really important that you remember people read your writing in the tone of their brain mm. so it's important to actually communicate with tone especially when you're writing so you might say something along the lines of like this is due by friday Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> you know, that's my problem. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see how it turns out. And then the next thing that I say like, hey, comma, can you remember that this is due Friday? Question mark, it's really important period. Those two different tones are incredibly different and <laughs> you could make them very similar changing the way that you actually write it. So communication is key. This is why I actually don't love virtual teams because I just feel like communication is so much harder virtually. And at the same time, just today's world, we need virtual teams and people are going to be virtual. So it's important to remember, how are you going to communicate as a team? What are different levels of delegation? Can you actually meet so other people can hear the tone of your voice in certain projects? And I think that that is very important. If you wrote that comment, like the second one you said, I would have a panic
0: attack.
2: <laughs> <laughs> me <be> like, too. <laughs> i like, Jennifer's mad at me. <laughs> Why are there no exclamation points? No emoji?
1: <laughs> Nothing. There are always exclamation points when I write. <laughs> I have to delete the exclamation points okay. from my writing. I'm almost 40 years old. It's time for me to stop using so many exclamation points. No. no, I love it. And I will say, as a side,
2: I remember when I was first applied for the job and like I followed up about my application or whatever, and you emailed me, or maybe it was to schedule an interview or something. It was very early on communication. And I remember you had exclamation points in the email. And I remember telling my friends, I was like, oh my God, she writes like how I write. This is so great. I love this. So no, I am making points
1: it. for the win.
0: <laughs> no, that's so funny because I was writing an email yesterday to a client that isn't my normal target audience, and it's a guy. So I was like, okay, don't use so many exclamation because <laughs> they probably don't want that.
1: <laughs> but but isn't literally- that so <laughs> funny? How communication can change. Everything, yes. and especially in these project management systems, I think we have to remember to be very careful about that because we don't want to miscommunicate. Okay. Well, if I
0: ever write anything short and don't do exclamation points, it's only because I'm tired. And don't take it personally. I know.
1: <laughs> but and I'm like, I mean, think you're
0: thinking, like, have I ever written anything not? Nice? <laughs> No, not, not nice. Like, have I ever written anything not overly excited? I know. <laughs> I'm always oh. excited about the projects. <laughs>
1: I know. One thing that I think is really helpful too, and Danielle and I don't necessarily do this anymore. We had to do this more so when we had a bigger team, but levels of delegation, mm. meaning that I'm going to give you something, a project, and I just want you to research and think about options and bring them back to me. Or I want you to take this project, research options, decide which is the best one, and begin to take it back to me. Or I want to give you this project. I do not care whatsoever about the outcome of it. I trust you to do all of the work. I don't even need to know. That's the highest level de- of delegation. So I think that's also important too, because sometimes as business owners, we, and let me just say this too. We are responsible for everything that happens in the business. So when we hire someone and we expect them to come in and fix all of our problems for us, that is magical thinking that is not true. We have to fix the problems and we have to help our people gain skills to help us fix the problems. So I hate when I hear business owners say, oh my gosh, I hired this person and they didn't help me at all. And like, it's all their fault. And it was the worst hire ever. And I just basically sit there and I'm like, well, what did you do to contribute to that worst hire ever? Because I have certainly been there. And I think it all changed for me once I actually took ownership of the fact that it was my leadership that was quote unquote broken and that I needed to make changes. And that's part of being a business owner. But I do think it's really important to make sure that like, we know what, we know how to help our people help us the best. Yes.
0: I had a thought, but then I had to cough. So <laughs> just like... I only do this with you guys, I promise. <laughs> I did podcast <laughs> interviews all last week and I was thinking like, God, I never had a problem. It's because we're, I feel more comfortable with you
1: guys. I think like it's I like, know. It's we'll like know, a it's team
2: like, meeting. We're just,
1: yeah. I know. <laughs> I have said before, when I interview my friends on the podcast, I've said, Danielle, can you just tell Daniel to take out all the, you knows and likes and ums? Cause I'm not, it's yeah. more cash. <laughs> more yeah.
2: casual.
0: Well, I was going to say you are, you do, you're talking about delegating at different levels and you do a good job of telling me like what I don't need to worry about, which I like Daniel said, appreciate because yeah, I'm like, do I need to put the frequently asked questions in there? Or am I supposed to just like put the boxes and then you're like, we're going to do that. And I'm like, yes. Okay. Now I know what
1: to do. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And for everyone listening that might realize, oh my gosh, I have no idea how to be a leader. This did not come to me until probably late 2022, <laughs> not 2021, when I had Danielle, you were probably working for like a couple months when I really realized, I said, oh my gosh, I am a completely different boss than what I was a year ago. I have had this transformation where it has just been through so many ups and downs. And I mean, Courtney, you probably see that too. Like you and I didn't have as much of a close knit relationship that Danielle and I had because Danielle's full time, but you started one month before Danielle. So I you thinking, probably I saw like, that too.
0: Start, yeah. I didn't start much longer than like a
1: month. Well, before I didn't Danielle. start
0: much earlier than she did. I'm like, what word do I want to use there? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I mean, I feel like you're definitely more clear on like what you're wanting now.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: But yeah, like I don't see the everyday stuff. I just see Asana. <laughs> 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 so Danielle, can you talk about maybe what you have learned as an assistant? Like what would you tell other dietitians who like either want to be a virtual assistant
2: or anything like that? Ooh, I love that. Ooh, I love that question. So I think I think it takes a special skill set to be an executive assistant. Like we talked about zone of genius and Enneagram and things like that. And I think it's realizing that you can, I always like to say I'm a professional helper. <laughs> That's where like, I
1: think I'm, you know, a number two Enneagram. This is a circle of support. <laughs> Danielle is the right hand to me who is organizing my executive functioning in order to run the business. So when my head has to be visionary and strategy and has to like live in the clouds a little bit to make sure that the company is aligning with all the different market freaking craziness that's out there right now, which things have definitely changed. And I think we can talk about that too, if you want, but Danielle is the person that like takes all of that and like puts it into an action plan that's actually executable. So during the day, there might be things that come up and like random things that I have to do. And it's like, boom, in the calendar, boom, in the calendar, boom, in the calendar. So the organizational operational aspect of the business is really Danielle and she's organizing it for me so I can kind of keep my brain flowing. Mm-hmm. That's the first bucket. <laughs> the second bucket is outlining the projects and using the creativity to make sure that things are flowing. So Danielle does the organization of the podcast, figuring out the admin side of the show notes, prepping the emails. That's a huge thing that we can also talk about too. We use a lot of, I want to say like shortcuts, but we use ChatGPT sometimes just to get an outline down and then I'll talk things out and Danielle will literally take notes. So I don't have to waste my time in Asana typing things out unless I actually have to, but Basically Danielle is like the middle person between my brain and the projects that have to get done. And then three, I would say Danielle, you really help like big picture thinking cuz sometimes I'm like, "Oh, let's launch this next week." And you're like, "No." <laughs> That's what I need somebody to tell me no. <laughs> Well, Danielle's like, well, you said that we were going to do this, so I don't think that that's going to happen. So, I mean, especially with having—I mean, I don't want to blame my children, but I think it's just different. My life is very different now than what it was pre-kids. Having kids and having three humans that rely on me because my partner is a police officer and has almost no control over his schedule—I am the default parent. So, which I, which is fine, and I love, and that works for our family. But when the kids get sick, I'm the one that has to take them. When they need something, I'm the one that has to take them. I'm in charge of the medical appointments and a lot of the school stuff. So that is a full time job. I don't care what anyone says. Like being a mom or a parent is a full time job. So I already have that full time job. And now I have this career on top of it. So being Danielle, being able to like see, Okay, Annette's out. Who's my babysitter that takes my youngest for the day if they're if when the other kids are in school? So like, Annette's out. I don't think you can do a podcast recording that day. <laughs> you know, did you see that Annette's out? So it's just kind of keeping track of the big picture thinking and kind of keeping us organized. Well, I want to tell you a funny story about
0: parent stuff and all the things that we have to do. I I don't know what I thought. I have never been to like a PTO meeting or anything because I just haven't. And I imagined like what you see in the movies or like parks and rec type town hall <laughs> meeting. Um, it was not that I went yesterday and I did not realize that I was signing up to be on the PTO. Um,
1: yeah. And there's only three of us. Oh my gosh. For the whole school. <laughs> so <laughs> rest in peace, any of my free time. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. No, no, Courtney. So listen, Danielle, you, we can tell everyone it's totally fine. You have helped me with kids stuff. You have helped me with Christmas albums. You've helped me. I mean, you helped me with the hockey thing. Remember that one yes. little brochure that you made? Like, and Danielle, you sometimes like that stuff. More I than do. We do. <laughs> I do. And then I think that's where my Enneagram seven comes
2: in because I love how I am able to be given Totally different tasks than were on my initial job description. We always kind of joke about that, like add it to the job description. <laughs> but like I love doing different projects. And again, I think that comes back to my professional helper part of my career is I want to help and I want to be able to see these projects like happen. So I love doing that stuff too. <laughs> You're making me want to
0: hire an in-person assistant in my little office shed.
1: They can sit right there at that exit. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> so that was the missing piece for me, but I didn't know that until I met other business owners who had full-time executive assistants, in-person teams, and I, I didn't know what I didn't know. So, and it's my fault too. I was, I like, I will take ownership of it. I was not the best leader of a virtual team because I just feel like I have so much going on with my kids and my life and this stuff, like I don't have the full-time capacity for career right now. I think I'll get it back maybe in five years or so, but I have three young kids. I have a husband with an inflexible job. I have, I have my parents, my in-laws. I have so many family and friends. It's just, I have a lot going on in my life and I don't have the capacity to have virtual connections as deep as I can in person.
0: Nope. You, I, that all sounds very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes a lot of sense. Now I'm going to find a little, I'm going to find my own little assistant to be in my little shed with me.
1: Yeah. And I would, you, you know, one thing that Rachel said when I was in her mastermind that was very impactful, she said, if you start out with just a personal assistant five hours a week, sometimes that is a great way to just practice delegation and if it's a personal assistant, it's easier things like, can you just go to CVS for me and pick up this, you know, medicine for my kid that needs it? Or can you go to the grocery store and get these groceries and, you know, little things like that, that you could probably find a high school or college student that you could pay and they would be so happy for that money, you know, maybe not an adult person that you could afford, but it's just really, really, really interesting how practicing that delegation can help bring those delegation strategy tips over to work.
0: Yeah. And I think we've talked about this before, but like I have somebody that comes over and every week they come over and do the laundry and put the laundry away and yeah. then pick up, which I honestly am now, I'm like wondering if they should come more often, <laughs> Yeah, And every other week they come twice a week, they come and do the laundry one day. And then they come and like clean, like mop and stuff the other day. And I normally would never like ask for help from anyone, um, even outside of like our, our agreement. And the other week, I can't remember what happened. I don't know if, I think something happened and I needed help with the kids. And so I called them and asked them like, if they could come sit with my I think it was my, I don't remember what happened. One of my kids, <laughs> cause I needed oh, to go yeah. do something and they were like, I'm so glad you called because I always tell you to call me and you, you're always afraid to. So like, I'm proud of you for calling and asking for help. And I was like, yeah. I know it was really hard.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so hard. It's so hard. I'm proud of you too, Courtney. Yay. It's amazing. You know? Yeah. And how awesome is it to be able to give people work? And pay people for doing something that not only helps you, helps your family. And then like that circle of support helps your community. And that's the thing, like, don't get me wrong. I love Amazon and Target and I will shop at Amazon and Target. And that's just real life, real world. Yeah. But when I can put my money to small businesses and local businesses and especially minority owned businesses, I love that so much. Like, I just think that that is so important for our world, our community, our local, you know, economy. And I feel like that's kind of what's missing right now in our country. We have to focus on taking care of one another and really trying to support causes and people that we believe in.
0: Mm-hmm. But I was just, I don't know, that makes me think about like all the, I feel like our area is really good about promoting like all the small businesses because there's so many and we're such a, you know, I'm in the smaller town outside of like the bigger town. I'm doing quotation marks because it's not a big town. But like Athens is a very eclectic group of people and yeah. there's tons of businesses. And I feel like they're really good about, you know, making sure we support each other in the small business area. Yeah. And so I wish I could see that even more like everywhere else. But it's hard too because like with Amazon, like silly things like I needed, this is an unnecessary need. But my kids take toothpaste and they never put the top back on and they squeeze it out everywhere. I came in the other day and my daughter had it all over her hands like blue and she like tried to hide because it's a sensory thing. It felt good to her. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. And I was like, no, but please clean it up because <laughs> I clean the sink every day because there's toothpaste everywhere. All being said, I ordered like these little covers that go into the toothpaste that like automatically like just close like silicone. Like- ooh where am I going to find that around here? It's little things like that, that are quirky that
1: I need. And
0: <laughs> that's yeah. what I use it. Well, for.
1: in my opinion, that's an act of self-care in the real world. And that's the thing, like, while, so, and this kind of comes back to the non-diet approach too, in my opinion, it's like, we have to teach clients how to live in the real world while we try to change it. So nice. people are going to want to diet. And that is just kind of, the fact of life in the society that we live in. So helping clients through the process of wanting to diet and quote unquote, wanting to lose weight because they think that that's going to solve everything. That is a very real world thing in the world that we live in. So we can support people while also trying to change the world. That's kind of yeah. how I see
0: it. I like
1: that
2: support all around for everyone.
1: Yes. And I so, just want to
2: touch on something that Jennifer actually said in a, her own podcast interview that's going to be released in November is when it comes to support, when you are able to hire someone for those five hours or those 10 hours and however, whatever capacity it is, that gives you more time, space and energy to, to focus on your business and so it's kind of like a win-win-win. You are being able to support someone who's being able to support you, right? It's the circle to help you be the best business owner, to be the best CEO that you can be to move your business forward. So I think that just comes back to the circle and how we all can support one another.
0: I love that you remembered when it's coming out because your brain, <laughs>
1: that was all the details. It's the yes. way
0: my
2: brain works. I don't... <laughs> I'm literally
0: like, hold on. Let me look at my Google Calendar. I literally don't know what today is.
1: <laughs> I can't remember anything. I mean, no, I don't. I don't. The thing is, I think our brains can't handle it all. Like, there's just not enough space in our brains in order to remember everything. And when I forced myself to remember everything, that's a period of time in the first couple of years of business where I not necessarily the first couple of years, because I don't have kids at that point, but maybe year three to seven, I just burn out. And I burn out in a different way in 2020, just because I had so much responsibility with the kids and everything like that. But you just you, there's not enough energy that one human has in order to make it through having to do everything and remember everything and be everything for everybody.
0: So I don't know if there's an answer to this, but this is making me think about, I was talking to another business owner before this call and we were just talking about how dietitians, especially, we were talking about websites and how they kind of feel like they should just be able to do it on their own. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about, you know, they shouldn't be spending their time learning a whole nother profession essentially. Do you want me to speak yes. to this Courtney? Because- I do,
1: because, like,
0: <laughs> yes. People need to hear that. Yes. You cannot do all these things. Permission. Give yes. but- them permission.
1: You cannot do all these things. I mean, I, so I have tried to do my own website and I have wasted 100 plus hours I have broken things and have had to hire people to fix my broken work and do the work that was needed in the first place. So I wasted even more money and more time. I have effed up so many things on the website. <laughs> Don't touch your website. <laughs> but maybe maybe that's just me. And And trust me, I know I had to scrape together money to hire my husband's cousin for, I think like a hundred dollars in 2011 for my very first website. He helped me. And I definitely think that the technology savvy people can do it on their own, but it is so freeing when you hire someone to do something for you. And it turns out better than what you could have ever imagined. And it did not cost you so much time. That is money well spent. And I know you have to make money in order to have that money first. And I'm a big believer that you can get your first few clients with a Google Doc and connections and local referrals. But when it's time for you to expand your audience, a website designer is definitely needed.
0: Yes. And yeah, I mean, I tell people that all the time. Like, I mean, I had somebody call, you know, I have people call all the time that are starting their practices and it just kind of depends on what position they're in. But I'm like, you don't have to, I don't even encourage you to do the custom site yet. Unless like you just have the funds yeah, from, and you just really feel, at, you know, adamant that you do that. But that's why I offer the starter one. But even that, like, you don't have to start with that. You can start with a Wix site. Don't listen to everybody. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, you got to start somewhere. But at the same time, once you start, if you want to grow this business at all, you cannot spend your time on this website because i am tech savvy. And I spent buttloads of hours <laughs> on my own yeah. practice website. It takes time. And, yeah. you know, as far as like investing in it, if you're hiring a designer, most likely, and I can only speak for myself, like we've invested in ourselves. Like I've spent thousands of dollars on trainings and yeah. um, everything I need to do to learn how to do it properly. And you don't want to have to spend all that time doing that. Just like your clients aren't going to go to school to be a dietitian.
1: Yeah. Like, Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's my soapbox for websites today.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. And you don't have to like, you don't have to spend thousands and thousands and thousands every single year, unless right. you're at the point where maybe you're scaling your business and you have someone on retainer, like you are on retainer for us, Courtney, but you can, you can invest in a web and a really good website in the you know middle of starting your practice. And not necessarily have to pay someone thousands every single year. Like it's a one-time purchase. I don't know if you have an opinion on this, Courtney. I'd say a one-time purchase every three, four years, typically.
0: Two to four, somewhere in two there. Two to four, it yeah. It really depends on like how, I mean, for me personally, like it depends on how classic your site is. Yeah. Like if you have one that's very like, with the times of the modern design, whatever that is, and like in two years, it just feels dated. Yeah. Then that's one thing, but also like let's say I have a client that's on a maintenance or care plan with me and they have the plan that has edits included time yeah. every month and they're making small adjustments over time. Then they're unless they're doing a complete rebrand, their redesign is not going to be as involved as yeah. if someone didn't touch their site for 2 years.
1: Yes. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, and that's another important thing to remember too, like you will change the copy on your website. The more experience yeah. you have, you will decide to change headers, the way that you work with people. You might even change your business offer. So that, so again, you're not going to spend thousands every single year, but you are going to have to keep, you know, up with your website as things yeah. change.
0: Yeah. And I tell clients, I say this almost every day, nothing is permanent. Mm-hmm. Your website is not permanent. The copy we put on it is not permanent. I mean, your branding, you know, it can adjust. It's not permanent. Yeah. So it's okay. You can change things. So if we wanted people to take away three things about support from this episode, because, you know, I love to do like a list of three. What
2: would they be? I think definitely invest in support, whatever that means to you. Um, in your life, in your business. It might not even be monetary, you know, um, but support is support and it's very important. However, you best need it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I would say expect the unexpected and that the circle of support is the only way that you get through those unexpected challenging times kids are going to get sick. Things are going to go wrong. You know, relationships aren't going to work out. Chaos might happen, you know, things like that. And having people in your corner, not only to help you with the tasks, but also to help you with your mental health too. So whether it's your therapist, your care team, whatever that means to you, your business besties, your people, like your friends that just get it. Sometimes talking to my real, like my real friends, talking to my <laughs> real friends about business, they don't get it. But talking to my business friends, they just totally get it. And there's a difference. Like you need real, friend, you need real in life friends for, you know, you, you, and then you also need business friends. So the circle of support is so important. Yes,
0: definitely. Well, where can everyone find you guys? And what offers do you have coming up?
1: So with Danielle's help, we have changed some of our programs here at Pursuing Private Practice. So right now, we currently offer two things. We have business school for people getting set up and started in their business. That is a monthly membership that you can gain access to education, support, connection calls, amazing community. There are so many different things in there to help you get set up and started in business and to also grow until you're fully booked. We have a lot of education and curriculum in there for marketing and all of the systems and things like that that you need to grow. And then we have Expand, which is our business coaching program for people that are growing and scaling hiring a team member, working on their leadership delegation, really owning their CEO life as well. So it's not just a business coaching, business support group. It is a really amazing resource for you as a CEO. And that program begins in November. You can find all the details at pursuingprivatepractice.com. And we are at pursuing.private.practice on Instagram. But Danielle, tell them about your Instagram too, personally, if you want. Okay, totally. Um,
2: so my Instagram is BePosFittive. So it's a combination of positive and fitness. So BePosFittive. And on there, you're going to find inspiration and kind of shifting your mindset of what fitness actually can add to your life and not take away. Um, so I have a lot of fun on there, making reels and supporting uh, anyone who needs that inspiration and positivity on their Instagram feed. And I offer a support group. It's a new offer, which I get a lot of my inspiration from pursuing private practice, changing my offers. <laughs> um, so that's a new offer from my business. And again, grateful for all the support I get um, as an employee of pursuing private practice and also having that inspiration that you can start a business on the side too. Yeah.
0: Awesome. So everybody go follow them and thank you guys so much for being on the show today.
1: Thank you, Courtney. Thanks, Courtney.
0: Are you tired of DIYing your website and brand? But maybe you're afraid to let someone who doesn't quite understand what you do, do it for you? Well, as someone who has experience in both the health and design industries, I'm uniquely qualified to help weight-inclusive private practices and businesses create beautiful brands and websites that showcase their talents and vision while staying true to their values. You can reach out today to chat about my services, or you can check out my free resources on my website. And you can also get the link in my show notes. And don't forget, you can always come hang out with me on Instagram where I share tips and tricks and of course, a few cat photos and memes as well. Thanks for tuning in to the Dietitian Turned Designer Podcast. As your host, I'm passionate about providing valuable insights and actionable tips to help entrepreneurs, designers, and help professionals build weight-inclusive businesses that prioritize authenticity, compassion, and inclusivity. We've had some amazing conversations with industry experts about topics from weight inclusive design to web development, marketing, and more. And we're not stopping there. We've got even more great content coming your way. So thank you for being a part of this journey with us. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or just starting out, we hope you'll feel inspired to use your designs and marketing as tools for positive change in the world of health and wellness.